guys, we are here with Dave, AKA 12 pack from I Love New York, I Love Money and Daisy of Love. Hi Dave, hey, thank Dave. you so much for doing this. Oh uh, yeah, my pleasure, what's going on? <laughs> Not <laughs> much, we're so happy to have you. <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll just jump right yeah. in with some questions. Okay, so we recently interviewed Heather Chadwell from Rock of Love, I'm sure you know. And she mentioned that she was offered a show of her own with the stipulations that she had to do I Love Money and Charm School in order to get her own show. And we thought it only made sense for you to be next to have your own show. And we were wondering if you were kind of had the same thing as Heather, where they said, hey, you can have your own show, but you gotta do I Love Money and Daisy of Love first. Is that true or? Um, well, I didn't have any stipulations like that. I mean, I mm -hmm. kind of, put myself into the, you know, into the place where I was doing these shows anyway. When we did uh, I Love New York, I Love Money followed right after. So it was kind of one of those things where they just called me and said, hey, come out and, you mm. know, we're going to do kind of like an all-star cast show. So gotcha. I did that. And then when I was at the reunion for I Love Money, I found out, I knew they were trying to do a girl show. I mean, they said it to us the whole time. I Love New York. They're like, hey, we're looking for the next guy. We're looking for the next person. And I heard him on I Love Money say, we're looking for the next girl. So mm. I knew it was probably going to be Heather, maybe. Mm. Uh, but I, she kind of blew it on I Love Money, honestly, a little bit. So they came out with Daisy, and I, I heard, overheard, and I told the, one of the producers, hey, I'll go compete for Daisy. So they're like, okay, if you want to. Um, and during Daisy, I was talking to the producers several times. They were trying to tell me, hey, we need you in the finals. After you get in the finals, we're going to do your own show. And uh, that's what happened. I made it, and they called me after, so they were writing their own show for me. And, and I was I was living living a good life at that point. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. We would have loved that so yeah. much. Um, did it have a name at the time of what it was going to be named? Well, well, Daisy would call me Dave slash 12 Pack. Mm -hmm. So when they called me on the phone and pitched it to me, because they asked for my permission. They said, hey, we're going to write this if you're – if you're going to be willing to do it. And I say, yeah, of course. But they said it's going to be, I love Dave slash 12 pack. So, you know, that was, <laughs> nice. that was the idea. <laughs> so that would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. Yeah. What happened then with it? Why didn't we get to see it? Well, I think at that time it was between me and Entertainer, actually. And oh. I knew I love money. Entertainer was, he was one of those guys that even I was so, you know, when he, him and I were in the room together, he's just loud. He's, you know, he's, he, he doesn't mean, to, you know, he sings, he, he just, that's his personality. So <laughs> yes. when he's in the room, he's just kind of taken over and, mm. you know, people, they strongly don't like him or they strongly like him. Me and him right, got along yeah. great. We're in the same area. So when it came to I Love Money, um, you know, he did pretty well on the show. Actually made a little further than myself who put myself up for elimination. So, you right. know, it just made sense for him to do the basement <laughs> show with his mom. And, mm -hmm. you know, they felt like he'd be an interesting person to watch. Sometimes they want you to be a little bit, um, you know, out there and be willing to do things that people are like, I can't believe he just did that. And I'm a little bit more sound minded, so I can have a good time, but I'm not going to do something that people are looking at me going, what did he just do? I mean, although I'm sure I've had those hopes. Right. Well, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Because you definitely seemed a little more level-headed than some of the other guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, in I Love New York and, and Daisy of Love, yes. there's so much craziness going on, but you always kept a calm demeanor. So yes. I can, I guess I can see that, but I would have still loved to watch that. We for, yeah, for sure would. I love Dave slash 12 pack. <laughs> yeah, trust me, that would have been, uh, been great. I would have loved to have done it. I did a little DJing, so I would have loved to have done it in the theme where we were doing more of like the DJ theme and you had the girls that were, you know, wanted to go to the club to kind of have that New York City vibe or Miami vibe and just have a different type of uh, audience. You know, that yeah. was kind of my thought process it would be, but, you know, didn't happen. 
16. I feel like that would have fit in really well, too, yeah. because, you know, they had the Rock of Love, and they had Daisy of Love, which were both kind of around music, and mm -hmm. then to introduce kind of a DJ side of things. That would have been awesome. Oh, shoot, oh, that would have been awesome, if only. <laughs> right, well, you know, and at that point, I'd been getting a little smarter on, hey, if I'm going to do these shows, I need to do more things, because they're not paying me a million bucks to do these shows. Yeah, right, if right. we do get that show, I'll link up with some people. I'm not going to produce my own music, but maybe I can get some people that would produce some tracks and get me a producer credit, and we can use them for the show, and then maybe, you know, try to make some money that way, or you got to try to make money every way you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, going back to I Live New York, how did you end up getting casted for that show? Well, this is actually a crazy story. Oh, I'll God. I'll get into it. Yeah, it's, well, well, it's not crazy, it's just, it's kind of surreal. Um, I I was always trying to do uh, television and things like that. I was mm -hmm. teaching a swim lesson and a woman came up and said, hey, we're casting for the lead role in a play, you should come audition. I was like, sure, <laughs> and I got it. So this was years before when I was like 21, I did a lead role mm -hmm. in a play. I studied filmmaking in school, mm -hmm. so I kind of always wanted to do television. Uh, I was down the Jersey Shore one night and I met a casting director who was looking for people for a limit date. And I got on the show. It was one of the first episodes I got wow. to pick the girls. It was cool. It aired at like three in the morning. Nobody saw it. <laughs> oh my God. You were on a limit date? Oh, yeah. I, I, I loved that show. Episode, oh my yeah, God. I introduced the Speedos to the world really uh, on a limit date, actually. Wow. Oh my gosh. I wonder if we could find that episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> if you can. Yeah, you know, that'd be funny because, I mean, that goes way back. So I did yeah. that. And I guess I was in the system for Warner Brothers in mm -hmm. New York. So, they, you know, I'm a North Jersey guy, so it's 25 minutes to get in New York City. And I was in the system, so I don't really check my voicemails. And I'm driving to my friends one day, and I've got 50 voicemails. And I'm just going delete, 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 delete. <laughs> and I, st I stagger across number 27. I don't know why I remember that. And it's, hey, this is so-and-so from Warner Brothers. We're casting for a new show. And I was like, oh, shoot, okay, let me take it down. I didn't know if it was two days earlier or two months earlier. I mean, honestly, just didn't check the voicemails. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like, yeah, we're still casting. So I went out. Uh, I, had a, I had a girlfriend at the time just to set the record straight. Oh, okay. And, um, <laughs> But again, this is this is the casting part, so we're right. still we're not sure, at the show yet. Sure, yeah. Um, and you know, I went in, and they, you know, it was just a regular old interview. Had some fun with it, and then they called me and said, "Hey, we we will want you to make the final cut down in L.A." And I kind of was like, "Okay, sure, why not?" And then I told my girlfriend, who was younger, and she was like, um, "I can't do that." And I was like, "Well, okay, I won't do it then." And then next thing you know, they called me and said, "Hey, come on down." And then I was like. Okay, fine, I'll come down. And then I see her and be like, I'm not going to come down. I'm not going to answer their calls. And then they call oh, me. No. And I just, next thing you know, I'm boarding a plane. So I just, I kept saying this to everybody until I was in LA. Um, mm -hmm. And that's how, uh, you know, that's how it came about. I made it onto the, there was 30 guys that came to the finals and they came to my hotel room and they were like, hey, you're in great shape. You know, like, don't worry about it. You're definitely going to be on the show. You know, just, uh, I was just hanging out the hotel room, honestly, sitting there doing like crunches. And, you know, you sit there by yourself. You can't talk to anybody. You don't right, know what's going on. Right. I didn't watch, I love you. I, I didn't watch uh, Flavor Flav or Flavor, uh, Flavor Love. I didn't watch it. I watched yeah. Surreal Life a little. So oh. I didn't know who New York was. And I didn't even know who was New York. None of us did. So we didn't, right. I had no idea what I was in for. I thought I was going to get punked and just be the <laughs> for someone and didn't know what to expect, right? That's so yeah. interesting. Because I, I read that it was originally called the Flavorette. So no one really knew which Flavor of Love exactly. girl it was going to be. Um, so that's so interesting. So you had no idea what you're getting into with New York, huh? No, I mean, they said right before we went on, okay, just so you know, it is New York. And we're like, okay, great. And I'm thinking to myself, who's that? Like, what does she look like? You know, like, I have right. no idea until she walks through the door who I was really there to compete for. <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. And I was pleasantly surprised, honestly, because I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's gorgeous. And she's she's got such a big personality. She's so much fun and so funny that, I don't know, I think, I think her show was great. Um, yeah, it, it definitely allowed me to at least 
kid in the game. You sure, know, if it was sure. like I just wasn't hard into it all or I couldn't even do it, it would have been different. But at least with New York, like we, we got along, you know, we, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of, we just matched, but I'm pretty easy to get along with. So, you know, we kind of just worked our way down, you know, until obviously it was time to go. <laughs> Did you ever at any point feel a connection with her? I know you said in Daisy of Love that you weren't attracted to her, but there were some pretty hot and heavy moments like that tantric date that you two had. <laughs> I will I will tell you the truth. I have never like sweat before like in that moment because <laughs> me and my girlfriend had said, we had said, uh, you know, hey, I got to kiss her, but nothing beyond that. <gasps> oh, and wow. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, and I'm thinking to myself at this point, first of all, she called me out for having a girlfriend, so I had to totally say, kiss me right now. And just, you know, I mean, just back as if. You know, it did turn out that we and me and my girlfriend technically split, like when we left for the show, mm-hmm. but in my mind, that's my girlfriend I'm coming home to. You know, gotcha. so I'm going to have okay. fun with this, but I can't cross that line. So right. here in New York, we're in this outfit, and I'm going, oh my gosh, if I don't like act like I'm into this, like she's going to kick me off. And I'm like, so what do I do? Like, I just, it's such an <laughs> awkward position for me. Um, you know, and luckily the guys marched in and I yes. ran out with the drink and we kind of all mingled and I had some fun and I was able to get the escape, you know, the, uh, the almost, you know, impending scenario. So. Mm. <laughs> so, um, we actually got a question from 2000s reality TV. They were wondering if sister Patterson is as intimidating and outspoken as she put on, on the show. I mean, she definitely put on for the show, no yeah. doubt about it. I mean, I, it's not like I hung out with her many times or really at all ever mm-hmm. since the show. The last time I think I saw her or New York was at the reunion, mm-hmm. and there were some moments backstage. You could tell she was kind of like having some fun with it now right. that it was over. She didn't have to good. like be herself. And, you know, but then there was moments where guys were like kind of getting into it with her, like chance at the reunion got into it with her and mm-hmm. stuff. So she was still kind of, you know, being that character. So for me on set of that show petrified of her like <laughs> believe like i was like oh my gosh she was horrible i mean because i was just she could tell like i wasn't you know in new york and i was kind of odd this is her mother you know so she's already able to call me out for being there for other reasons obviously right so it was just it was just odd and she just for some reason loved i didn't know her disdain for me until after the show when i watched her interviews you can tell like when i'm handing and saying oh flex i'm gonna beat him up he's a loser you know like you can kind of tell like we're putting on but she right. was like genuinely like Ugh, like 12 pack just oh, i can't stand him <laughs> and i'm like i watched her i'm like she really doesn't like it <laughs> yeah she was very <laughs> a, a strongly opinionated woman yes <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, but she was cool. She liked white boy. Like, you know, she liked some yes, of these guys. Yes. I just, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't her style. She loved <laughs> Tiwi, didn't she? Which is, real, I thought was really interesting that she really liked him. But, yeah, it was interesting who she liked and who she didn't for whatever reason. Yeah, hey, it's just, that's the way these things go. You yeah. kind of gravitate yeah. to, you know. So we had a question from a listener named Olivia Ray Rex or X, um, did you really see a Sasquatch in the woods in New Jersey? And I guess this was in a little credit scene at the end of Isle of New York, and we really want to know yes. about this. Okay, yeah, no, I remember that. I remember being on the balcony telling Chance yes. about that white boy, and you could tell, like, they were, I mean, I thought they were, like, playing it up, but, you know, I was like, man, he really is playing it up to, like, he's got me believing that he's believing me. Um... <laughs> Me and my brothers, I have two brothers, we're all around the same age. Mm-hmm. We had a backyard with the woods and things like that. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do when you're a kid and you're building in the woods? You want to build a fort that protects you from what? The biggest, scariest things out there. So we <laughs> called this fort the Bigfoot Protection. Oh, okay. And, of course, you know, I mean, that was its name. So once we started talking about that, all of a sudden, here these guys are going, 
well, you see Bigfoot? Oh, what do you mean? You know, and so I'm like, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, you know, North Jersey, that's where he's at, you know, and it just, you know, kind of played out, you know. I mean, it was it was funny. Some of those guys were a little, like, chances like a child, you know. I mean, anything you told him, he would listen to and be like, no way. You know, so I really do think he believes some of that stuff, but it was, uh, yeah, no, I have not. Uh, unfortunately seen oh no i'm disappointed yeah. i'm just like chance i'm very i'll believe anything so that's that's upsetting we were like ready to talk about some bigfoot stuff with you but that's hilarious though that's so funny yeah we don't even get bears in north jersey oh. it's too not bad. much wildlife actually we probably do it's not my backyard gotcha, gotcha. right we grew up like probably right kind of near where they film sopranos like oh that. okay okay yeah. very cool yeah well, the Real Housewives of New Jersey is filmed in the town I went to high school in. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Franklin Lakes. I was, yes. you know, I grew up in Wyckoff, which is border, so we go to Franklin Lakes Ramble High School. Wow. Do you and know any I of the to Jersey? School, actually, I went to school with Albie Manzo. I didn't know. <gasps> no I way. He kind of. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know I went to school with them really at the time either. You know, I mean, you just don't think of it. The Brownstone is where we would have like the receptions, like oh, we have a eighth grade dance or you know a. a Whatever the heck, Sweet Sixteen. It was a lot of times at the Brownstone, so I, you know, that's we, so cool. you know, we're aware of each other. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's amazing. Cool. We see each other out in New Jersey at times, and we would hang out. It was cool. You're wow. both like reality TV royalty. That's so crazy <laughs> that you have that weird connection. It was, it was so random. Yeah, we'd be at the same bar like on a Tuesday night, and we'd go take this, you know, back corner and just kind of hang out. You know, yeah. and we didn't even know each other would be there, so we got pretty cool. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Um, okay, so we got a question about from a listener named Restless Rush about your relationship with Heat. Were you guys really close? And if so, are you guys still friends? Um, Pete and my relationship, uh, it was it was weird at first, you know, because <laughs> we immediately clicked and you're in a house and, you know, he's the immediate person that I gravitated to as a friend. And we were there for a week. He was legitimately filming for seven days. Wow. First day is one episode, every two days is another. He lasted four <laughs> episodes, so three, you know, and then one, it's, it's seven days. Wow. So I him for a week. I lived with him, granted, and we had some good times, but I'd known him for a week, and we experienced the, you know, life-changing situation together. Mm-hmm. After the show, um, he came to New York, where he's from, and, and he's a business guy, you know, and he mm-hmm. kind of came by me, and he actually stayed at my, well, I was staying at my parents' house. I was literally 25 years old. I just finished college. By senior year, I finished filming. I filmed my senior year of college, my last so as soon as the show aired, it was like January. I just graduated in January of that mm. month. Oh, wow. So I just finished college. So I hadn't even gone out and started, you know, working my career. I just did, mm-hmm. you know, summer jobs as a lifeguard and pool manager and stuff. So I'm living at my parents, and he comes and stays with us for a few weeks. <laughs> wow. And, you know, we were just kind of the whole TV show thing was going on. And we have a five-bedroom in North Jersey, so it wasn't like too intrusive. But, you know, right. we're all going clubing. and Party boys. People the house is a little much, you know. Um so he ended up going to Brooklyn, and I went over to Brooklyn for a few weeks. Remember, at this time, MySpace is popular. We're yes. answering emails all mm-hmm. day. He's acting as agent, and he really is a great business you know, mind, and he's focused. But I think at the time, he didn't get like super exposure on the show, and I had a pretty good exposure. So I was getting a lot of requests to do appearances, and at the time, I felt like, Hey, you know, I don't want to turn down fifteen hundred bucks. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you want to come, and I will have mm-hmm. to split it, or you know, like it was just kind of, hey, I could do my thing, and we can do our thing, but I can't like give up all this money all the time, like to t- to do this, you know. And I didn't feel like I was carrying a weight, but like at the time, it was, you know, just kind of my vision of things. And I didn't know, but we really, when we got on, uh, we put together the party boys thing, and we acted it up, and we got on the show, and we thought there was a chance. And I'll be honest, I think there probably was because he pushed so hard and 
Yeah. We have some talented mm-hmm. guys behind us. We have animators. We have stuff I don't even have access to now mm-hmm. that we're doing work for us for nothing just to be a part of it. It was yeah. really amazing. And I, you know, after I Love Money, he got eliminated early again. Uh, he, we didn't even, like, talk much on the show because I think he, he would drink and then think I was against him. And it oh. just kind of, like, that was it. You know, after mm-hmm. that show, we didn't talk oh. until last year. And I thought, you know what, it's fine. You know, we're doing our own things. It's just we separation. I'm going to go one way. I got, you know, kids. I work a career. He's still doing the TV thing. So, you know, we just two opposite paths. And uh, last year I was out in Cali and we took base. We filmed a little something, had some fun. And, uh, you know, I, I've got to see what he's doing recently. And he's still out. He's a hell of a marketer. He's marketing his brand. And, you know, I mean, we, we're super cool right now, you know. So well, you never know, awesome. maybe, maybe there's an opportunity for something, uh, you know, in the future for sure. But, yeah. you know, again, yeah, we're super cool now. I think we've grown up. He's matured a lot. And yeah. So have I. So it's kind of where we're at. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. So speaking of Heat, we had a question from Lost the Most wondering how you and Heat survived church with Sister Patterson and company after partying all night <laughs> and getting only two hours of sleep. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what. When you're doing that stuff every day, like on those shows, mm-hmm. you could start drinking at 10 a.m. And yeah. for some reason, you could drink until 3, 4 in the morning, and you can get up at 7 a.m. And you can, because they, you know, you don't sleep till 10 a.m., even if you're up till 4 o'clock. I mean, they wake you up. I remember days you love, I couldn't talk after the first day, because I'm like, I'm getting two hours of sleep a night. Oh, my God. Um, so, you know, I mean, I wish I knew they had that up their sleeve for us. But at the time, you know, I mean, we were doing that every night, honestly. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, I wake up feeling fine every day. <laughs> um, you know, so it really wasn't a problem. I think he, the problem with that is, I think he played up the sleeping a little bit. He probably was hurting the next day too, but I think yeah. he played it up because that, well, that's why we were there and we got the last sleep, but he ended up going home as a result of playing it up. And, you know, we, as these shows went on, we started to learn when to play it up and when not to, when right. they're after you and when they're, you know, trying to make you look good. Exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Do you have a favorite memory from being on I Love New York or a favorite challenge? Oh, man. I was so long about this point. Um, <laughs> It's tough. I mean, as I look back, there's no doubt that the one episode four, you know, I think that was the day we built the doghouse. Yes. It was a fun challenge. <laughs> the challenge was cool. You know, we yeah. won the challenge. Just kind of, then I was paymaster, which again, we just flipped, it was all by chance. We like flipped a pack of cigarettes to see who was going to be paymaster. It's not like I said, I'm going to do it. We won the challenge legitimately. I think we had the best house. So I don't think they were just picking stuff. And I got that private date, and it just kind of, you know, like I had just had a good time in the house with everybody, and I was just let loose. I mean, honestly, I had a, uh, they didn't show it at the time, but I had a bottle of, uh, I forget, I was drinking like Tangeray or something, literally in one of those like <laughs> crystal vases. Like, you know, you would just tell them, go get me this, go get me that, right. and they get it for you. Really? I'm drinking this, and I'm blowing down the top, and I'm making that sound like when you're blowing a beer bottle. They didn't show yes. it on TV, and I was going to everybody, hey guys, look, I'm Chama, I'm going, cool, cool, you know, like, and I was like, oh man. I was like, what does it sound like when Chombo farts? And I'm going, oh, and I was, oh my like, God. They were dying. They were dying, and I'm just having the best time. And I'm thinking, wow, this is good. I need some drinks. And now, like, hey, we're here on TV, and I got everybody in stitches here. So I'm like, this is perfect. Uh, you know, so I just kept up, kept doing that every day. That was, you know, the Daisy Love Day took the alcohol away a few times, and I was like, guys, you got to give it back, or else yes, I'm going to be yeah. sitting here all just mellow and just hanging out because that's me, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. So they would like slip me some vodka because they don't want flex or any of those guys to break stuff. So they slip me vodka in a water bottle just for me, like just so I could have to drink. Oh my gosh! Because wow. we remember seeing that clip. They posted it somewhere mm-hmm. where Flex is like with on the, the phone spam? with the producers. Yeah, the like, spam. The yeah. spam. He's like, the spam's gonna get it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I didn't realize the destruction I was taking place because you know, I mean. 
I wasn't ever where I was, but I mean, I guess we were because the finals of Days of Love, we we went in there. They had these little like Hawaiian ukulele things, little mini guitars, and they had this room. And I just remember we were drinking on the limo there. We got there. They had pina coladas. We just kept going. We got into the hotel room. It was me, Flex, and London, and we just started smashing the ukulele. Oh like the just came in and said, guys. This stuff is with. It's not our house. You don't live here. You can't just break this stuff. I mean, we were just out of control. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. That's so funny. Um, let's see. So, yeah. so, um, we actually got a couple questions about how you felt being harshly judged for working at Feathers when some of the other guys on these shows, like Six Gauge, who's um, been a stripper too, right? Um, yeah, didn't really get that much oh. of a hard time for it. Yeah, well, this is great. Hopefully, I get to set the record straight yeah. uh, with some people who are listening today. So, um, I never worked at Feathers. Yeah, I, I, was, yeah. I was given the opportunity, trust me, to make lots of money to do that, but I turned it down. I was in a play that was down the street from Feathers, and there was guys in our play who were gay. Mm-hmm. So, that had nothing to do with Feathers either, but I also worked for a promotion company, and the promotional company would send guys out to, you know, they'd send girls to the bars, but occasionally they'd send a guy out and the guy would usually go to like a different event, like mm-hmm. a gay club or something different, you know, or where they just wanted a guy. Cause you know, again, we were getting paid on looks to be there and just hand out like t-shirts, like Bacardi t-shirts and then, you know, just nothing. And they were paying pretty good. And I'm doing a play for free. I need as much money as I can get. So they, they happened to do one at Feathers and they said, Dave, do you want to go? And I'm like, this is actually down the street from my work. I'm going to have, I mean, from my play. I'm going to have my castmates come with me. We're going to go there. We'll have some free drinks because I'm working. And we went one night, had a great time. You know what I mean? We just, we, we hung out. I got yeah. paid to be there, you know, I, and then that was it. Okay. Gotcha. That was literally it. And they, they came to me and said, Hey, well, you want to work here? Like, you know, we'll give you 2,500 a weekend, whatever it was. And I just was like, I, that's not me. That's not my lifestyle. Right. You know, I, I didn't even have to think about it. I was like, mm-hmm. no way. And then I go on this show and they're digging and I could tell they're digging into mm-hmm. my ex for anything that mm-hmm. she could have. And, she says, well, he did work at this place. She probably then said, well, it wasn't like a regular thing, but they yeah. got it up however they wanted and made it look like that. So when I chose morally not to do something for it, turned down lots of money because I, I didn't want to do it, yet I go on TV and now you go on half the websites and that's my path life. Mm, right. So, you know, kind of crazy. Yeah, that definitely. the one thing that got me the most because I can't tell you how many jobs or interviews or different things I've probably lost because they can go online and stuff like that. Oh, and that's, that's so silly. Yeah. Oh, that. That's frustrating. I'm glad you could clear that up. Though. Yeah, and that's, it's not that e- sucks. I mean, it's not even a big deal, right. but because your your ex did say just a couple nights he worked at this place, and she never said that you were a stripper or anything, but they just took that and ran with it. Um, well, she's Sister Patterson then proceeded to say, like a strip club, which then she goes, well, yeah, or whatever. Yes. You don't know what they really said. Exactly. You could just tell everything she agreed to could have been anything, and Sister Patterson was just feeding things for her to say yes or no to, they could edit it however they want to. And they had me targeted from day one when I came in there with my eyebrows done, and they, yeah, you know, first of all, I was sitting in the hotel for a day and a half waiting to go on the show. What else am I going to do besides right. manic? You know, like, yeah. just make myself just, you know, as nice looking as I can go for a national TV appearance. Yeah, that's so great. As as I get out there, she's picking me apart. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, they were picking me apart immediately. And, you know, I was a sucker because I had they give me your free Red Bull vodka. I and mean, I'm just mm-hmm. there being honest, being like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. myself. You know, like, I, you know, and then I watch it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I said, I know where they're going. They're trying to pin me to be that guy that has to be in every show. You know, they, they, they want to yeah, type that guy. Right. And they were 
trying to go down that road with me, which, you know, it is what it is, I guess. And the whole heat thing didn't help. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that absolutely. was that was just a lot of editing, I think, mostly. But yeah, but people don't. People don't know that. I mean, yeah. you know, I had friends. I was, I was coaching wrestling. I was doing, like, kids in wrestling, and I was doing things like that. One of the mothers literally calls up one of the wrestlers, and he's like, oh, my mom went, oh, my gosh, he's gay, because they were showing the preview and the commercials, and I'm just like, Oh, great. You know, like, this is going to be interesting. And I watched the preview, like, for this, that episode when they went down that path. Right. And I couldn't tell you, like, what I felt in the stomach and how angry I was after watching I just, I was angry for hours because I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what's going on? Like, because right. you don't know what the show's going to look like after yeah, you filmed it. Yeah, sure. That's a good I had point. no idea. I knew what I went through and what I did. I didn't know that conversation Sister Patterson had. I didn't know. I actually, at the table that night, when they said, does someone have something to say? And I said, I do. I was going to come out and talk about my girlfriend that I broke up with when we went on the show. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say, but listen, that, and I did say that. But mm -hmm. they totally tried to make it sound like I was saying something about working at the place. I worked one time as a Bacardi right, representative. Yeah, right. I mean, you know. Man, that sucks. Yeah, I know. That's unfortunate. But we've heard, it seems like that's been kind of a common theme with these shows. Yeah. That the, the editing really, they really get people they take that. a lot of liberties yeah. there. Um, but moving on from I Love New York, after I Love New York, we went on I Love Money on season one, which was such a great cast. It's such a great season. We loved it so much. Mm -hmm. And I think you said earlier that pretty much the producers kind of reached out to you and offered you a spot on I Love Money. Is that how it worked? Yeah. So at this point, I was working uh, for a finance company. I just was getting my series six licensing and I was you know getting back to the grind mm -hmm. and at that point uh, you know you never know what's coming but you think something might be coming and all of a sudden I get a phone call one day hey we're doing an all-star show uh, we're gonna film in Mexico in uh, three weeks you know you better get in shape if you're not because it's the middle of winter and you know all of a sudden so uh, I immediately put my notice in a, the company and said all right I'm going back on TV I'm out <laughs> and uh, yeah that was it I mean they just called me and told me what they were doing it was a cool opportunity no absolutely yeah. So it was on I Love Money where you first met Daisy, right? Because she came down there to interview you guys. Is that right? No, that's not correct. Oh. But yeah, so maybe television-wise, that's my introductory. But I think somewhere on some podcast, I actually cleared that up. Mm -hmm. My friend in Long Island who would host parties all the time, and I was a regular. I would do like two appearances every two months or whatever it was. We lined. I'd try to ten appearances with him. He was. Uh, he went to Hofstra University, and he was hosting clubs. And one night he calls me and says, "Hey, you want to come to town? I got Daisy coming in." And I felt bad because it sounded like he probably liked her, but I was like, "Yeah, I'll be there." You know, went right there to meet her. Uh, you know, I was hanging with her all night because it was. Uh, he brought her there, and uh, you know, actually, she invited me back to her hotel after we hung out. It was kind of a weird, you know, interaction because mm -hmm. she was kind of she was kind of hammered. She was like, "Hey, I just need to chill," and I was like, "Man." I was like, I hope I didn't do something. Like, you know, I kind right. of felt stupid. And then she texted me after, like, hey, you know, sorry. Uh, and that was it. I never talked to her after that. But then mm -hmm. I heard she was getting her own show. And I was like, all right, let's get a, let's get a second go at that. <laughs> wow. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, she was, she, honestly, she was, in my opinion, kind of what I was looking for physically from a girl, more or less. I was single. Mm -hmm. Why not? You know, I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, we can get into more details when we, when we get on that subject. Awesome. Yes, we will get there. Yeah. So, um, speaking of, I guess, your interest in women from Rock of Love, um, I guess you had something going on with Heather. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's one of those things that, uh, just not, not, not taking anything away from Heather. You know, outside mm -hmm. of the show, if that all went down, it would have been whatever, right? You know, I would have been cool with everything. Right. But I had made a big mistake in, um, you know, and I learned after when the producers were like, hey, with these type of shows, what you don't do is you never put yourself up for elimination. Well, did that. Mm -hmm. And you never go and pair up with someone. Mm -hmm. Because 
Heather, a lot of girls didn't like Heather. Me and all the girls got along great. And if they didn't think I was paired with Heather and didn't want her out, then they wouldn't have looked at me thinking, ah. like Megan, when she went to try to, you know, tell everyone you need to get Dave out. It was because of Heather. They wanted Heather out. Megan and I hung out multiple times after the show. And you know what I mean? We're, mm-hmm. you know, we were cool. You know I mean? As far as we were, I was last concerned until Mr. Boston went on reunion and kind of ran his mouth. But, um, <laughs> you know, so, so. I could have been with Megan, you know what I mean, as far as, or any of them. I don't mean, like, right. paired up. I just could have been floating around, and right. Heather was so possessive. Like, right off the bat, I'm, I'm hanging by the pool with these girls, and she's like, kick them out, and I'm going, oh, my God, what have I done? I got to be with her now, because if I betray her, people are going to think I'm a traitor in the house. And they're right. going to be like, hey, he's, he's a traitor. If he's trading on Heather, he's going to trade on you, too. So I had to kind of play off. Like, we were married for, like, 20 years in this house where we just met each other. It was kind of weird. Like, we sleep in the same bed, but mm-hmm. I'd be facing one way, she'd be the other. I mean, I'm not even kidding, because after a while, you're like, what did I do? I've been here for two weeks, and I'm not really like super into her like you know what I mean mm-hmm. um but we were kind of playing it up for the show so you know and I again don't discredit her at all like she's yeah. a very attractive girl mm-hmm. like it just you know we weren't meant to date you know I mean she right. loved George Michael and I looked like George Michael little maybe that's what she was going for. you do look like George <laughs> Michael oh my gosh I never made that I connection mind, maybe that was like her childhood little thing yeah. that she wanted and there I was <laughs> Well, and you guys also made an alliance with Heat and, and Destiny from the beginning. So it was like, in addition to like sort of, if you want to call it a romantic thing, there's also like the strategy in the game. So it was just kind of a lot to right off the bat. I'll tell you one thing. I was the first person to figure that show out. And I know <laughs> it because the producers told me they're like, you're the first one to figure this out. Because at day two, day two, when Entertainer became Paymaster... And they said, Dave, you should be paymaster because, you know, they were just looking for a captain. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to put myself out there, you know, day two where I might be up for elimination if we lose. I didn't know how the show worked yet. But we won the challenge and White Boy would have been up for elimination and I would have gotten rid of him and he controlled that whole other team. And and again, nothing against him either. We're just competing and Mm -hmm. he's my guy, I got to get out. And um, I realized it right away on day three and I said, hey, Mr. Boston, Megan, you guys throw this challenge. I'll be the paymaster. You put whoever you want in elimination. You guys are safe with me if you end up. Well, it turns out all three of the people on my team that threw that challenge ended up in the box. I had to get rid of one of them. And I had to mm-hmm. pick Boyster Boston, who was the strongest link. And it just so happened the swimming challenge came up and he was a good swimmer. So, mm. it, you know, it worked out. But, um, yeah, it kind of stunk. But I knew that what we had to do right away. And I was like, okay, we need alliances. we got to do this. And I actually had alliance with Chance and Wheel. It was super close with me. I was cool with everybody because I went on I Love New York. But I immediately gravitated to the other kind of, you know, uh, Rock of Love people, too. No, it was such a good mix, though. It was, it was a really good yeah. season. Well, yeah, it was a hell of a cast. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Did you have a favorite challenge or um, on, on I Love Money one? Uh, I mean, I mean, the swimming challenge was great because yes. I used to be a swimmer and our team just destroyed them. Right, one of those yeah. right. We just basically laughed our way through it. Um, you know, the kissing challenge was cool because they didn't even, Mr. Boston and Chip lined up so they didn't have to do it. Right, and right. And Heather and I are like, hey, if we got to sit here for three hours in the 85 degree, you know, humid sun, we'll do it, but let's go. And we didn't have to start the challenge, so that was cool. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, there were some crazy challenges. We had an eating challenge where we had to eat oh. hot sushi in the sun and pull yes. everything around. And they didn't show it, but I'm telling you, everyone on my team puked. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Oh my God! Wait, they, myself. they didn't show that on I Love Money because I feel like they had that. They, another... didn't, show, they didn't show the puking because they oh, didn't okay. show it on TV. <laughs> they showed the challenge where we lost and we looked right. like we didn't. But what they, what you don't know is, puking. this was on the day we had off days on I Love Money. On Sundays we went back to a hotel and we just didn't. We're supposed to not talk. They put a movie oh. on. You can't talk. We ruined the entire show of I Love Money. 
perhaps before the show. And this was a mistake by the producers because we were in a hotel all talking to each other mm-hmm. and we all formed alliances and we got on the show and they go, oh my gosh, like they've already formed these alliances right. against all this because it happened at the hotel. So we kind of ruined that, you know, because they figured, oh, these guys are pros, you know, they've all done shows like, you know, kind of laid back with it. And then we missed why me and Heather are hooking up, why are this and that, you know, like they kind of missed Destiny and Entertainer. And he like, you know, you miss that first day of those initial, so it looked like we came in with alliances, but right. mm-hmm. a lot of those interactions for the first time were formed, and it's cool, you see someone you, you see on TV who's kind of done a show like you, it's cool to meet them for the first time, and we did all that in the hotel before I do filming, so we didn't get to see like, oh man, I put you a bigger, you know, and all right. that stuff. Wow. Uh, let's see, uh, so Megan has recently like resurfaced on Instagram, I don't know if you know this, but she kind of like- I don't buy it, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you don't think it's her? I don't buy it. I mean, I could ask her a couple questions that only her and I would know, and I don't think I'm getting the right answer, I'll tell you that. Really? Because Brandy C. confirmed. She said that Megan texted her, saying it was, in fact, her. He's still I skeptical. Mean, <laughs> if we believe that it's really Brandy C. and all that's going on, I mean, I don't wow. think anyone's out there really trying, you know, it's Conspiracy not like it was years ago where I had 15 profiles. I still have a few out there. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like people are constantly going after us. But, you know, every now and again, there is a couple floating around. So right. sure, it's, sure. It's, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not her style to throw up videos of this and that from her shows. Like, I mean, maybe she's, you know, older and looking for some more attention. But back in the you know, day, she wasn't sitting there trying to promote herself. I mean, besides right. professionally, she, she knows how to play the game and, you know, make money with it, do it yeah. right. But, you know, she might be up to something. Maybe she films something little and says, oh, shoot, I got to get, you know, I've been a mommy. I got to get back to it. It mm-hmm. might look a little weird, but I can tell you right now, I can straighten that up, uh, you know, by answering a few questions. Uh, <laughs> so maybe I'll do that. And I'll, please. Uh, we would love that. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome. But, um, <laughs> What were your first impressions of Megan on I Love Money? Because she was kind of like a mastermind behind the scenes. But what did you think of her when you were on the show with her? You know, I kind of looked kind of right past her a little bit. You know, mm. like at first, oh, yeah, whatever. It's, you know, some girl, she's got a good body. Like, she's okay. Like, you know what I mean? But just didn't think much of it. Like, just mm-hmm. kind of figured sooner or later, you know, she'll be up for elimination. She'll get beat in the challenge. Like, you know, I just didn't really think much about her until way later, obviously, when, you know, I watched it. So well, I should have known, you know, I should have known because we went back for um, elimination. We saw that she was like top three. And at that point, I could see why because she partnered up with White Boy. And she, mm-hmm. she knew what she was doing. She actually was on a show like this. I forget what it was called, but she won like 100 grand on a, a show geek. like this where she had to stab people in the back all day and do it. So mm-hmm. she'd already done it. It's a little bit of an advantage, um, you know, so... If I'd seen that and known she was smart, far smarter and a better player than Heather, again, not saying her and I would have linked up, you know, like right. Heather did, but I should have more so said, hey, Megan, like, we can win this thing, you know, right. and maybe could have done that, you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if I, if, I, if I didn't miss those daggers three times in a row and reels back, which they didn't show, I mean, I would have been the paymaster the day Toasty eliminated me and White Boy was up for elimination. That was the turning point for me. And for some reason, I, like, took these limp-wristed little soft lobs and I hit the thing five times in a row at first, and I missed it three times in a row. And then I ended up tying it. Me, me, and, me, and, me and Real eliminated each other, and we were super cool. Real was one of my closest friends on the show. Toasty was paymaster, and I'm like, I'm going up to elimination because Toasty and I are cool. Toasty and I hung out many times after the filming, and she eliminated me because mm, Megan got yes. in her head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, okay, so moving on to Daisy of Love. A lot of people wanted to know if you and Daisy had a real connection during the show. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was 
it was like we would, I would go up to her room some nights and hang for two, three hours and nobody wow. else was up there right before <laughs> she went to bed. And I'd go back to my bed and think to myself, oh my gosh, like, I'm going to win this show. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't see who else is going to. And I was like, but I don't want to win. I'm like, but she might pick me to win. I'm like, but I kind of did. I wanted a show primarily. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like uh-huh. my new girlfriend. I was going to be on another show. And when I met my wife now, I wasn't planning on it. I, you know, I was literally about to have another show on TV. Like, why would I want a girlfriend? So I liked Daisy and thought we'd be a good show and thought we could be cool. And who knows, maybe the sparks would have really flew, but there was a turning point, you know, with her and I that, you know, I'm sure we'll get to. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Because it definitely seemed like there was something between you two mm-hmm. watching it, but maybe it's editing and stuff, but I don't know. It felt like so, more than the other guys. De- no, definitely. I would say for the first, you know, probably seven of 10, 11 episodes, uh, you know, six, seven episodes, I was, in my opinion, I was the guy. I mean, she literally would tell the producers like, hey, you know, Dave's going to come up to the room tonight. Like, she'd tell the cameras they'll go. Like, you know, and they were like, go, Dave. Like, we well, you got your own show, man. Like, you know, yeah. Like, so, you know, and that's why Sinister would always be mad and be throwing stuff downstairs because they're like, you know, they would have a nice day. He'd go and get her like a present. He'd make her this and that. And then she'd be like, talk back. Let's go to my room. And it was like, what the heck? These guys were like so mad at like all the time about that. Uh, but, you know, it was one of those times when I was up there hanging with her when, Honestly, she just told me a straight up lie. It was absolutely a lie. Like, I mean, I don't care. She was telling me how many people she'd been with, and it was like, come on, maybe in seventh grade. You know, like, I just, it was such a stretch. And that's not me. Like, tell me you've gone out and partied and lived like a rock star for decades. Great. That's awesome. Right. Don't sit here and act like, you know, you just came out of Catholic school. And, you know, like, it was just a lie, and I knew it. And I just literally said, wow, she lied to me. Like, and I just turned off. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I was like, I, I, I don't want her anymore. Like, you know, like, why would you? lie like there's right. no reason to no you know mm-hmm. so for me she was a you know she came off like she could have been like a liar like a little bit you know and again i i love to death you know don't get me wrong we hung mm-hmm. out after the show and you know i mean kept in touch a little bit here or there mm-hmm. uh, she's obviously doing great she's married or whatever she's doing but you know it just was uh it was just kind of the turning point where i thought like yeah I can't really, like, date this girl, you know? Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, I kind of lost the interest, and then I came out on the finale and said, like, I'm falling in love with you, but I had to I had to act like, I, you know, I had to be like I was falling in love because why would I get my own love show if I didn't fall in love and, mm-hmm. right. you know, not get my okay. heart broken, you know? Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and when I, you know, when I did get eliminated, um, actually, I'll get, I saw someone asked about that. Don't know if you yes. were going to ask that. Yes, oh, oh yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. So, so if we're at that point, I'll get into yeah. it. Yeah. So we're there, you know, this is Hawaii. This is after, this is after the whole incident where the day before we're drinking and breaking the, you know, the room and this and that. The dinner was just bad. It was a bad dinner for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I don't know. It wasn't my best outfit. You know, you trust me, all these things count, you know. Uh, it was just, you know, like we were drinking all day. We were playing in the, you know, we are in the ocean. Like, you know what I mean? You weren't like ready to go out and like have a nice date. You were kind of like just, you know, like, wow, what kind of day do we have already? Right. And we're at the dinner and she was into like uh, Flex, obviously, mm-hmm. and TJ. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, she was into London and Flex. TJ. He kind of made a run at the last minute where he like poured her heart out to her, like right before that episode. She's like, "You're coming to the finale with me too." And I was like, "Oh man!" Like you know, he just kind of turned it on yeah. where me and her were a few episodes earlier. That's mm-hmm. where their relationship now was. Right. And I was like, "Man, all right, I'm gonna go home." I know I'm going to go home. I'm not even going to make it to the final three. I hope I do, and I hope the producers just put me there because they want me to make it to the last elimination. Right. But I'm like, I think I did what I need to do to get my own show now. You're like, I'm here. Like, I did it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that morning, I'm like, this is it. I'm going to drink, you know, a handful of drinks, and we're going to go to the elimination ceremony, and I'm going to lose, and I'm going to put on a water track. <laughs> you know, I am going to put it on. And they did not allow us 
Oh. We'll drive alcohol in the limos that morning no. and drink prior because they had a full day for the guys playing where they, you know, oh. and they didn't want to just be a sloppy mess, you know, yeah, they had right, helicopter right. rides, they had stuff where they couldn't be like drinking, you know, yeah. and uh, so we couldn't drink, so when I got eliminated, I was like, man, here it goes, nothing, you know, and I just <laughs> see what I, you know, thought I could do, and, you know, after I, after I got in the car and started driving to, um, Believe it or not, I flew out like that day. Like I got in the car, and they're like, "All right, you're playing oh, Hawaii." And I was like, "Yeah, I've been there for like uh, a day." And we flew to Hawaii, and I live on the other side of the Earth. Yeah. I was there for one night, and wow. um, so they the producer calls me and says, "Hey, I heard what happened. Heard you put it on. We're right near your show." And at that point, you know, that's when it kind of all all right, like, here we go. And I came home like I was invincible. I went went on a spring break tour for a month with Mike Busey and lived at his house. And it's actually where I met my wife. And, you Aww. know, it's just kind of, you know, as crazy as life was at that time, I met my wife like a month later. She went wow. to the air jet. And she ends up like pregnant and coming to parties, hosting them where she or she is. Like, it just, you know, like it quickly changed from that yeah. vibe to like, okay, like back to work. Went on, you know, went to work in finance in New York City. And, uh, kind of put the TV and party thing behind me yeah. at that point. So it all worked out, it that's sounds good. like, in the end. That's yeah. so good to hear. Yeah, well, that's not what I'm doing anymore. You know, I bounced around quite a bit. You know, that was always, I thought, lawyer, finance, doctor, you know, whatever, had my highest expectations. Um, but I was always doing sports memorabilia. It's always what I've been into. I've always been into sports and collecting cards and autographs. And, you know, it was always my passion. So before Daisy Love even aired, uh, actually during I Love Money, I had started an auction house, my own auction house online. Oh, okay. And um, so when Daisy was on, I was actually on the phone regularly talking to my guy who was running the operation, and we were getting consignments, and we ran three auctions pretty successfully, had some media write-ups and everything like that, but, uh, you know, that ended up, it's just always my passion, you know, and I kind of took a hiatus, went to Nashville where my wife's from for about five years doing little odds and ends, and then, um, you know, moved back and started working at Steiner Sports and uh, mm. kind of just stuck with the sports memorabilia thing, and now I'm auction director for Golden Auctions, which is the largest sports memorabilia auction uh, in the business and we're in New Jersey here and uh, life's good. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. It's it's cool when you find something you're passionate about yeah. that then you can make, be successful at too. It's like nothing really better than cool. that. I, mean, so. I was in first grade looking at the same cards that I go into the office and they might be sitting on my desk. You know oh, what I mean? And now that's I just so worth cool. a lot more of this or that. You know, and it's second nature to me. I mean, yeah. it really is. You know, I've got my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, USPAP compliant uh, appraiser as well. And, you know, I, I know, I know memorabilia. I used to do that What's It Worth show uh, for Steiner on Facebook Live where I'd sit there with memorabilia and people would just email in saying, how much is this worth? How much is that worth? And I'd be like, 200 bucks, 500 bucks. Like, just, you know, <laughs> just kind of what I do. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. That's awesome. So, um, do you have any favorite memories or challenges from Daisy of Love? <sighs> Man, that, I mean, that whole experience was memorable i mean you know yeah. like the, i can't say any one particular there were mm. so many moments i mean no doubt when flex and i had to do that fighting challenge yes. um where i fought big rig and first of all i hadn't even trained i used to do i used to be a wrestler and do right. jitsu and things like that and i hadn't trained in years you know so when you don't train in years you're like flat-footed and kind of you know like you gotta get your bounce back a little right. meanwhile big rig is coming off being on a tv show for fighting and he's fresh and he's still training yeah. uh, you know so we, i end up i end up losing the fight and, uh, you know, he hit me once good in the nose, you know, and we're on the TV show. So here I am like, yo, if this thing's broken, you guys are paying for our nose <laughs> job or whatever, you know. Right. And uh, so Flex and I go to the hospital in the, you know, just, to, just to get checked out. And we just got off camera. We were just being silly. And that's when we come back in our gowns and we're still right, okay. around and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, it wasn't really part of the show. But it was just mm -hmm. one of those days we got out of the house. Like, yeah. We were just clowning around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, honestly, Flex 
I thought me and him were going to do something, you know, after the show or do more, just stay in touch more. And we do a little bit, but, you know, he's in Chicago. He's been right. in Vegas. He's been, you know, engaged or whatever. You know, he's all over. He's a little bit younger than me. So, you know, we just, you know, you want to be cool with everybody, but everybody's all over the place. We yeah. kind of go back to the way you were living uh, afterwards. You know, Sinister and Chuchi lived in Nashville, and I lived out there, so we would hang out regularly. We, uh-huh, Sinister and Chuchi awesome. and I, we'd go out every couple months. Nice. Oh, that's so good to hear. Any kind of big event was going on in Nashville, Sinister, you know, Chuchi, let's go, bring your girls. Like, you know, we're going to have a good time. Like, mm-hmm. So we were actually hung out for like five years. Oh, that's, that's so cool. cool. Love to hear that. Yeah. So um, speaking of your time in the house, we got to talk about the skunk incident. And Oh, yeah. Now, you were the one that really kind of got the skunk controlled, but then you got sprayed. Can you tell us a little bit about, like, how long did that skunk smell last? Yeah, so everything (laughs) I thought I knew about skunks or skunk spray or smells of skunk changed that night. I mean, indefinitely. Because I always just thought, okay, it smells pretty bad. I'm sure a little closer probably smells really bad. And maybe it'll get on your clothes and you have to wash your clothes. I didn't realize it's like a stream of fluid that it sprays out. And I caught it in the corner and I put the chair up. And, uh, you know, we had no idea. It just walked in the house. You could see the footage, you know, on the thing. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of how random. But these are open house, you know, like yeah. open format. So that I think walks right in. I got it in the corner and, uh, I mean, it's literally sprayed me. And the smell in that room, whether it was on me or just the whole smell, it was so bad, like stomach turning bad, that we all started puking and yes. we couldn't stop <laughs> because that's how bad it is. Yeah. So, like, if anyone's ever been actually sprayed in a close quarters in a room, like outside might be a little different, but in that room, I mean, we, it was the worst smell, the worst, like, I, I can't even describe it. It was unreal. <laughs> oh my gosh. I still can't believe that happened on <laughs> the show. It was so Yeah, crazy. I mean, that's one of those, that's one of those things where, like, I'm in the shower after the whole thing's going down, and I'm thinking to myself, that is going to be like Talk Soup, like Play of the Week, which yes. I think it was. Right, yes, right. Yeah, it was legit like Talk Soup Clip of the Week, which yes. I didn't knew it was going to be because yeah. it was insane. It was it's like, well, how does this happen? How does this happen? <laughs> it was very entertaining. I knew just happened to be sitting there. I mean, we were, we were like, come on. <laughs> okay, we interviewed London, um, and then we also interviewed Chi Chi and Sinister, and um, we asked them a question because London was the one to bring this up that there was some sort of challenge between the guys involving filling cups with semen. (laughs) Um, Sinister and Chi-Chi said that this was just a rumor. Would you agree that it was just a rumor? Um, You know, I mean, the producers came up with some pretty bad stuff that they (laughs) didn't air, unfortunately. You know, Uh I mean, unfortunately, I won, by the way. So wait, it happened? um, That's what we wanted to know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, why would why would a producer think that that would be a challenge that any television network would say, oh, genius, yeah, let's run this. I mean, you know, it was just weird. Oh, my um, God. They didn't run it, but yeah, like, they legitimately had a challenge like that. Oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, I got a trophy at home to show for, but that's it. I and mean, it's kind of like, what am I going to show my kids the trophy? Like, Wait, hey, are you serious? Because Sinister and Chi Chi denied this. I got the trophy. I'll send you a picture of the trophy. <gasps> what does oh it my say? <laughs> no way. Yeah, it's not in my house. It's at my, I still have my parents. My, my bedroom I grew up in and my parents uh-huh. is like they, they're homage to me it's like all the stuff <laughs> like one of all my collectibles as kids posters of me when I was at uh, you know like different events like oh just all stuff so you got like pictures of me you know like in frames on the thing and, like, right right and yeah. just, you know it's the bedroom I grew up in so that is definitely sitting there on there I, not all my trophies are still there but that one is, is still there wow that's, that's a so, special trophy what was the context of this our, as are a pair of 
Pets are a pair of New York's underwear <gasps> that I won in a challenge. Oh my that god. is a prized <laughs> possession. Oh my god, yeah, the yeah, Queen's look, underwear. Know, maybe one day someone will buy it from me. Yeah. Put it out for sale. Probably get some good money. You could get that. some serious dough for that. <laughs> I don't do anything with it, so I'm accepting <laughs> offers. <laughs> okay, I gotta know what was the context for this challenge? The producers came up with it. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean that was it. That was literally it. It was like, hey, Daisy wants kids one day, and you know, you gotta see <laughs> Mr. Fertility or something like that. And you know, you're like, okay, no way. You know, they tried to act as if you were at like a, you know, like one of those banks or whatever where you go in. Yeah, and, yeah, know, yeah. Kind of, but it was just weird. Like, oh you know, my god. That's yeah, insane. You know, just something that some guys probably would have been like, no, I don't want to participate. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Understandable, yeah. You get in these situations where, if you, you know, if you're the, you're the guy who doesn't participate, you go home that day? Like, come on, that's messed right. up. Now, that didn't happen, but, you know, like, trust me, I've been in situations where I was clearly, like, Sister Patterson was, like, you know, in my face. You know, like, at the time I had my Bible, I was reading it, I was just kind of, you know, getting in the right headspace, and she comes in telling me to dance for Chamo and this and that, and I'm just like, whoa, this is messed up, you know? And it was like, now am I going to go home? I'm like, come on. You know, so it was definitely uh you know you're not in control let's put it that mm -hmm. way yeah yeah wow so i mean on daisy of love it sounds like there were just so many crazy behind the scenes moments you know we heard about chi chi and sinister crawling in the ceiling to spy on production <laughs> you know flex demanding alcohol from the producers and threatening the spam is there anything else that sticks out to you that they didn't air from daisy of love oh, i mean <laughs> We've talked about a lot of right? I mean, not, not really, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, not, not really. Um, it's been so long yeah, that most of yeah. my memories come from those few times that I mm -hmm. do remember or just what I remember seeing on show or those clips that keep coming back for some reason. Right. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I think that the one time would have been when the inflex went to the hospital at that time, really. Yeah. That, was, that, was the, that was the time where nice. we just, you know, it was cool. You know, yeah, it, was, it sounds like fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those giggles. Like, we just had the giggles. Like, I don't know why. You know, we're already, you know, six, seven episodes deep, so we both are doing well. It's just, you know, it's, and we both are in the hospital for some stupid reason. It's just, <laughs> it's just one of those perfect combo. Yeah. It looks like your nose is still pretty straight, so everything worked out, right? Yeah, you know, well, it turns out it was not broken. Oh, good, good, good. 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 <laughs> so, um, some people wanted to know which show you enjoyed most on. Was it I Love Money, Daisy of Love, or I Love New York? I mean, that is a real easy one for me because mm -hmm. that is definitely uh, Daisy of Love. Really? I really when I, yeah, I, I, that was my third show. So I went in there as the veteran. You know, I went in there and the guys recognized me. Mm -hmm. You know, London even came up to me like, hey, you're like one of the biggest uh, you know, reality <laughs> people like out there right now. You know, just some humbling stuff yeah. when you're like on a show and the other contestants are like, hey, you're kind of like, you know, like the veteran here, you've been on all these things, like, you know, so you stand out. So, you know, I just had to get past that first night and show Daisy, like, hey, like, I'm not here to do this show. Like, yeah, I am. But like, yeah, mm -hmm. let's have some fun with this. And, you know, I'm really here to like, you know, have fun with it with you. And, uh, you know, so she, she let me, you know, she put, I, I thought I was going to be the last to go up to the first night. I was like, here we go. This first night's going to suck. Because if I go home, I'm just, this is stupid. Like, right. I'm going to look dumb. You know, and they're going to punk me. But I was like, maybe they have more respect for me. Like, you know, I got along with the producers. And, you know, I was like, but it's her decision. You know, she's like, absolutely not. I mean, when I left New York, she got rid of a guy who was jacked up, shredded, because he had done another show and she recognized him. Right, he right. Yeah. He would have made it to like the finals or whatever. Right. I forget his name. Uh, Oh, Woody, Woody I, I don't remember his name. I think it was um, Wood, wasn't it? I mean, he was Yes, it was Wood. Wood. He was, the guy was 245 pounds. Yes. Long, like six yeah. foot four. Like he'd already gorgeous. been on Mr. Romeo. I mean, he was like perfect. Like he would have been there. And Pootie might have stayed too. So these guys kind of uh, yeah. threw themselves over a yeah. little. But I thought that could have happened. So when I made it that, uh, that night, I basically wrote 
most of that series of Days of Love because I understood that when you wake up in the morning, you have to be on camera talking to somebody, telling about a reason why someone should go home. Mm. And if you watch Bachelor or any of these shows, you'll right. see that's yeah. what happens. And then, then all of a sudden, oh, so-and-so has a girlfriend, so-and-so this, so-and-so. And I wasn't the guy to say that, but I would go with Flex, or I'd go and grab Sinister Cheech, I'd grab my guys, and we'd go, and then we'd sit by the pool in the morning, and I'd say, man, did you see Fox? And his girlfriend kept calling the house. Or we would, we would, we would do that with almost every guy in the yeah. house, almost every day on camera. Yeah. So they had a theme, and we were dead on every elimination till the time I went home. I knew even when I went home who was going to go. Home. Really? Because I, I literally talked about it that morning and said, hey, you know, there was a few maybe surprises, mm -hmm. but for the most part, it was okay. This episode's coming. Sixteen is going home. He's got the least interest. Here's why. You know, Kate just been acting crazy. Like let's, let, you know, it's time to go. And we would just play it up, and you know, it would end up being the reason why they went home. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, <laughs> sorry for for all that that caused elimination, but you know, not really. They did something <laughs> else. I mean, I, yeah. And they, they literally, Chichi, we were like, Chichi, you said you want to just do promos, and he's going. Yeah, I do want to do promos, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like, stop saying that because you just gave him so much stuff if you liked him. But I was like, you could have gone home easily that day because of how much he gave the camera about the promos and the whole. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, really, you just can't agree to that stuff on camera. If they don't have it, they can't use it. Right. So whether you're saying oh, I'd like to do promos, but I still want to marry Daisy, well, guess what? I still want to marry Daisy to get it cut out of that scene. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We thought it was so funny that Fox like confided in you when that whole girl. <laughs> friend thing was going on he's like hey 12 pack what should i do here and you kind of guided him in the i think the right direction yeah, for the he show was, he was definitely he was definitely one that we totally were like hey you gotta you gotta tell her you gotta yeah. be honest and then we were you know i mean he did it himself he was talking on the phone like no one had to know about that stuff and you know he could have done well if he's still not all there i love the guy again but he's not all there in the head and she starts talking I've seen girls that are four out of tens that are like, Fox is beautiful. I love him. And then by an hour later, they're looking at me going, get this dude away from me. <laughs> you know, because he just talks himself in and I'm going, wow, like, really? Like, okay. Oh, um, man. So, you know, he just, yeah, you know, it, it, was, it was his time. And I think Dayton said it too. Like, she probably couldn't carry a combo with him, you know? Right, mm -hmm. right. He's doing very well now, it seems like. So yeah. it, it seems like all of you guys are, which we love to oh, see. Oh, man. You know, I wish his hair salon was closer, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he did my hair like all the time on the show. And he actually showed me some new, like, fluffing styles. And it was great because I'm awesome. like, man, like, he's making me look as good as possible, <laughs> like, better than I thought I could, like, make myself look with different hairdos. And I'm like, I've got to compete for the same girl. Like, if I was him, I would have turned that flyer on high and burned a piece of my hair up. And they're like, ooh, sorry, man. But you know, it's like crap, but you know, whatever. Like, you oh, know, okay, I see. <laughs> I mean, it's what you did, you know? That's why we're there. Yeah. Right. Oh, cool, you know? Good. That's good. I'm so glad to hear that. So we did get a question from, because Ingrid said so, she wants to know what other hidden talents you have. You know, we saw you dancing, playing the drums, doing flips off of a diving board, wrestling. Like, it seems like you have a lot of talent yeah you know luckily luckily my mother uh was really active with us as kids and uh mm -hmm. it paid off a lot um on the shows because i was never a professional baseball player i was never a professional skateboarder i was never a professional diver i was never a professional wrestler whatever i did i was never like the number one in the country right but i did so much different stuff that when i went on these shows 
I was like, man, I played drums in a band when I was a kid. You know, I skateboarded for, for eight years. You know, mm -hmm. I used to play pool with my buddies. You know, I used to coach a soccer team. I coached a wrestling team. I do jujitsu. I was like, anything that comes up, I'm a swimmer, I'm a swim team coach. Like, all of a sudden, the challenge would come up, and I'd be like, hey, I know how to do this a little <laughs> bit. Oh, we got to build something. Great. I used to build this, or I built forts in my backyard. Like, whatever it was, we were so hands-on as kids mm -hmm. that any challenge that came up, like, just felt like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Like, I, you know, there was... Yeah, there really wasn't many where I couldn't, like, yeah. yeah, there was a few where, like, if you never stepped on a skateboard and you got to do a challenge, like, that, you're screwed. <laughs> right. But if you That's happen nice. to be doing it for, you know, 10 years and thought you're going to go pro as a kid, like, you're okay. So I just, I was like a generalist of everything mm -hmm. when I was younger. I played drums in a band, like, all that yeah. stuff. It just all, you know, it just all kind of, uh, kind of worked into being able to be, like, a reality show contestant, I guess. Yeah, you know? it's awesome seeing all that yeah it really was fun like we were surprised to see you on the drums and i don't know it just it was cool to see yeah but again it's like when was the last time i played prior to that you know eight years right. like you know i mean whatever it is it's you're so rusty at everything but you know it's just it's cool to be able to jump in because i mean yeah. had i not like what, what am i gonna do during a singing challenge like a band <laughs> challenge if i didn't play something at some point i would have been like fox like just making pretend i'm playing the bass <laughs> and your team got yeah. robbed by the way i think we all agree that your team should have won mm -hmm. that challenge but you know yeah well the thing with that challenge which you may not know is they made everybody sing a verse uh, in the song and of really? course it was to humiliate yeah because they wanted to me a guy who was terrible singer <laughs> to then like use that why they lost and i was like great you know i lost my voice remember i was saying earlier uh, we didn't sleep much i was right. real raspy and i'm playing the drums and i'm thinking and i gotta sing a chorus and of course i decided to do like this drum solo on the tom toms and everything wow i was singing so you really couldn't hear me sing but when i was done and i did my you know solo because I did the solo, the whole, um, it was kind of like, I don't know if people know Anna Gata DeVita, where it's like, I can't describe the solo. But anyway, I finished, <laughs> and boom, we're done. Mm. And I remember Ricky Rackman and Daisy going, D 12 black. I didn't know you played the drums, but they didn't show it because I was singing probably so badly over <laughs> oh, no. the drums that, like, they were enjoying it. But, like, it probably sounded terrible on the TV because mm -hmm. he ran oh. raspy voice going, day, day, day. <laughs> you know, like, but... I mean, You're we got through flower. it. I did think, you know, I, I still thought we had it. I mean, we definitely did. You can, when you watch her interviews, you can see the way that she says, "Oh, London up there." Like she was just mm -hmm. into London. Oh yeah, and that's why for they sure. won. And we sensed it at the time. I must. I don't know. First episode for me, I'm like, this guy's passing on the floor. I didn't think he was even <laughs> a challenge. I didn't know it. I mean, I've hung out with him many times after. Mm -hmm. Not many, but a handful. Mm -hmm. And he's always talking about the best looking girl in the bar and vice versa, you know, and it's like, okay, he does well. But I didn't know, you know, going into that, that that was Daisy's guy. Like, you know what I mean? I had no clue, really. I didn't even view him as, uh, you know, like maybe at that point, they're like, oh, London, she likes London. And I was kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, maybe, but mm -hmm. that's going to wear off when she sees him without her shirt or this or that. You know, like, I don't know. I just thought it wasn't what it was right. um, with them. And, you know, that's definitely why we lost a hundred percent. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. No doubt about it. <laughs> we had kind of a weird question. Um, you know, were you ever interested in doing more reality outside of VH1? Because around the time, I think, of Daisy of Love, Jersey Shore came on the scene. And we know you're from Jersey. So <laughs> did you ever... I don't know, think about what it would be like to be on that show. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah. Oh, I'd be, you know, a very wealthy man at that point. You <laughs> yeah, know? that's true. Um, <laughs> it would have been a whole nother level. And of course, it was like, you, just, you don't know what your show's going to turn out to be, and mm -hmm. you can't really predict it. Right. And honestly, that show for the first seven episodes was pretty terrible until the girl gets punched in the face. Oh, and also, just FYI, Snooki used to come to my events when I went to Poughkeepsie. She, you know, her and I hosted a party together. And she's wow. like, I used to always come when you were hosting up there. And I, you know, she wasn't really memorable. 
you know, for me. But uh, the show, you know, picked up for that reason. And yeah, I was in Jersey, and they, they had season two they were going to cast for, and I was like. I should say I'm interested. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I should just come on season two anyway if, until, you know, replace Ronnie or something because him and I are kind of a similar cast. But, oh, man, I'm so yeah. much more entertaining than that guy. Definitely. You know, like if they had cast me instead of him, oh, my gosh, you know, life would be totally different. But I can't complain. You know, life is, life is good. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. Know, so, yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I definitely thought about it. And it, it frustrated me for a while when I'm thinking, man, these guys are making more money in one episode than I did on all my seasons. And our shows are just as big. And, you know, it's it's... It's just frustrating because there was Definitely. really nowhere no for us to go, you know, besides, yeah. you know, kind of fend for yourselves. And, you know, unfortunately, with, with a rap sheet of images online and all sorts of things, but now we joke about it in the office and, you know, they're still called, like, my boss say, oh, I'll that, you know, or whatever. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of funny and it's, it's a common denominator, I guess, now. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just in an online course with a worldwide course and they, you know they said hey say a fun fact about yourself and uh, <laughs> I just said hey I did a reality show and then I, the professor is like which one was it I love New York and I said I was 12 pack and he freaked out he's like oh my <laughs> gosh like in the middle of this like uh, you know an appraisal uh, course yeah. so you know I just a need connection you know yeah, like yeah. I can just drop a line over the phone and someone be like I know who you are you know Right. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, you're a like a major figure of what we think is like the best era of reality oh, TV. 100%, so, yeah. I don't know. It's it I think yeah. it's pretty cool. So, you talked a little bit about what you're up to now. Um where can like our listeners find um, you know, if they're interested in like memorabilia and stuff, where can they find that? Well, we have, we do real high-end uh, sports memorabilia. So, oh. for example, if you're looking for a Olympic gold medal or a Babe Ruth mm-hmm. bat or you know, I mean, we have stuff like Kobe Bryant level and mm-hmm. all sorts of different things. But we're goldenauctions.com. It's okay, golden gotcha. with an I. Okay. Um, and we have a live auction right now. It ends February 22nd. Uh, it's just it's crazy stuff. I mean, if awesome. anyone looks at it, you'll just see some stuff that you're like, wow. Like I, I sold a Titan, a pocket watch from the a captain of the Titanic or the wow. second officer in our last auction. We got $170,000 for it. Oh you know, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, we had, a, we had a lounge chair from the Titanic. So it's not just baseball cards and this and that. Uh, I get Donald stuff. Trump. Uh, we have a Donald Trump impeachment document signed oh, right now. Wow. Done. Interesting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Very yeah, cool. It, it's fun. It's like, so, so getting back to being on other reality TV stuff, um, we, I actually filmed the pilot last year with Steiner Sports um, I posted that show on Facebook on social media called What's It Worth, and I filmed the pilot with Johnny Damon, who played for the Yankees and the Red Sox, and we uh, were going around looking at players' collections and, uh, you know, bringing it for the office and doing, like, appraisals. It's kind of wow. a combination of um, uh, American Pickers meets mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, some of those other shows that are real popular porn stars, yeah. uh, meets Million Dollar Listing, meets uh, MTV Cribs. And actually, when I left Steiner Sports, I came over to the Golden Auctions uh, this year in June. And when I came to Golden Auctions, they had already written a pilot that I just immediately was like, okay, yeah, of course I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I filmed the pilot a couple months ago, and currently now we're shopping it around. So I still wow. do a film project here or there. You know, that's so exciting. That one thing to hopefully pick up. That would be awesome. That's awesome. We, I we mean, would be I can't yeah, sure. those clips because, you know, they're not, they're not um, you know, they're being shopped. Or, you know, so I can't really say, hey, right. look what I filmed today. You know, it's not really my property to do so. All. Sure, sure. But that's so exciting. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so you never know. I yeah. mean, I... I, yeah, I was 25, uh, 20, I was actually 23 when I filmed, or 24 when I filmed I Love New York, so, mm, wow. you know, I'm still in my, my good part of my 30s, you know, yeah. and, even though it seems like forever ago, uh, you know, so there's still plenty of time for me to get, you know, something else, and, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't leave my job to go do something, I think something that we've, like, we filmed to only go 
but with my job, I mean, if we get a show like that, I'll kind of be the guy to go to when you have sports memorabilia or a weird antique, you know, and that's yeah. part of your job. That would be amazing. That would. We would I, love that. I could definitely <laughs> see that happening. Yeah. So that's so awesome to hear. For sure. I think I we think, can yeah, go ahead and wrap it up. There's all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you so much for your time. We really appreciate yes. it. It's been a blast talking with you. We appreciate you answering all these questions and, um, it's been so much fun. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for bringing me back to the, uh, the glory <laughs> days and, uh, you know, getting to rehash some things I haven't talked about in a decade. So yeah. you know, everybody enjoys hearing about it. And, uh, you know, honestly, if they want to hit me up on uh, Instagram at Dave12PACK, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's where they can find me. Awesome. Sounds awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much, thank Dave. You. you take care. All right, girls. Take care. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. All right, guys. So that was our interview with Twelve Pack, aka Dave. Thank I, you guys so much yeah, for submitting questions. First of all, it was fun. Like, um, I gotta say, I do respect him for being like honest about the fact that, like, all when he was on all these shows, mm-hmm. it was about getting his show and kind yeah. of continuing things. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe he had a connection with Daisy here and there, but right. it was more so about how can I kind of continue this right. and kind of and build I, off. You of gotta it. respect the hustle, I think. Yeah, definitely. So we really hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you again so much for submitting all your questions and stay tuned for the Flex interview, which will be coming soon. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. guys. Thank you. Bye.